all I really want to do is have real, deep, and meaningful conversations with people. Conversations about life, about education, about politics, about you name it. We have it. This is Callahan's Corner. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Callahan's Corner, Volume Three, Chapter Eight. Um, I'm doing this on Zoom, so should be interesting. Uh, my computer is in a lot better shape than it was a couple weeks ago. Um, just waiting on my guests, so stay tuned. All right, I'm about to let him in. All right, looks like he is. Here, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm right, already perfect. I'm already recording, so we're just we're going. So all right. Sounds good. All right. So if you want to introduce yourself real quick, you start from there. So yeah, sure. Uh my name's Colin. Uh graduated uh from Kent State 2020. Uh I know Danny because I've worked at the post office with Dil- his friend Dylan. Yeah, Dylan O'Brien. Some- Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. Uh yeah, he'd come <laughs> up sometimes just uh shoot the shit at the post office. So uh, graduated with a uh, major in computer information systems. Um, mm-hmm. Got a job doing some tech support for a co- cool company. They do uh, software uh, for anesthesiologists that do when they do surgery. That's how they document their case in our software. So pretty cool. Um, cool. cool. A l- little bit about me. Yeah. Is that something you like always wanted to pursue? Or is that um, you just kind of like fell into it with like college and stuff? Yeah. I originally just was, I started out undecided as a freshman. Um, and then uh, just went to business, business, generic business. And then my buddy was like, dude, you don't like talking to people. You'll be good with computers. I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're more of a, like an introverted guy. Yeah. A little bit more introverted. Uh, okay. Being, being in a fraternity and, and then uh, be, working at the post office really opened up my uh, social skills a little bit. So definitely uh, introverted, but um, around people but, I know, definitely. Okay. A little bit more extroverted. Okay, so you go from being like an introvert and you become an extrovert. Like you evolve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> evolved a little bit. Okay, okay. That's cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so like you were you actually reached out to me. You're like, I want to be on a podcast. So like Yeah. What, um yeah. What was the re- like why specifically did you want to be on a show? Just out of curiosity. Uh just want to, you know, try some new stuff. Um definitely a lot going on right now in my life uh just trying to you know get my shit together um try new things um travel new okay. places you know yeah cool take some more new risks stuff. take more risk yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah i respect that so how long have you been working um your job currently yeah actually um this july i just passed my one year mark so was it in october maybe a year and four months almost so <laughs> Getting yeah. close, getting close to a year and a half, so not so bad. Yeah, and it's been like a very enjoyable thing for you. Yeah, it has its ups and downs. It's growing pains. There's still, I would say, a little bit of a growing company, but um, overall, the people, uh, people are great. Um, so okay, you don't really find, people are cool. Yeah, you don't really find that everywhere. What I discovered once you get into the uh, adult working world, you don't really find like great coworkers like that uh, often. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna live through the pains here. Um, people are great yeah so, do you have any like horror stories from people like that found bad co-workers or uh i wouldn't say like bad co-workers but just some like silly moments like they ask us like or like the other day one of our software developers was like 
uh, getting grumpy with my boss in like a Teams chat. He's like, and, and then he said, "Sorry, I'm grumpy. I got uh, a production issue dumped on me at four o'clock." Which is like, production is like a live client. It's like I got this okay. issue dumped at me at four o'clock, and we're like, "Oh, really? We're the it's like." And then we all said to each other in the room, "Was like, God forbid you go through a support is a, a production issue at four o'clock." It's like I don't want to hear it unless you answer the customer phones. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think work like it's weird because I feel like you have to develop a good like social life as well. Like with like because it's like some people get weird with work, you know, they're like, I don't want to hang out with people outside of work. They want to keep like work and social life separate. Are you kind of like that? Right. Sort of like uh, I mean, with my team, it's like just a team of uh, five or six people. Um, we're pretty social with each other. But like once we leave work, we leave work. We don't really talk to each other outside of that. So. Like there's definitely like a social aspect, like once we're in the office and all like shooting the shit and whatnot. But like I, once we all leave, we kind of just kind of just uh, go your separate ways. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Which yeah. is nice. Um. So it's not like I'm like texting my my work friends at like, hey, oh, did you see that uh, that game <laughs> yeah. last night? It's like, no, I'll just talk to you in the morning about it. Yeah. Has has that been? Is it more difficult then to like meet new friends like in the adult world? Would you say like post college? I would say so because most of the time um, when I'm not, when I'm, I'm just working, you know, I don't really have time to um, uh, just go out and socialize. Most of the time when I do, it's just with my friends that I've already known that live close to me. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's just like, uh, I think one of the bigger struggles when I graduated was finding like a healthy work life balance. Um, just okay. uh, make, when I get off work, I put my phone down, my work phone down and I put my work computer away. And I just try to uh, recently I've been trying to find some new habits to do after work. Like I've been going to the gym a lot. Um, yeah. Just forming some good habits. So I get like a nice routine going. So, um, but yeah, I think that socializing, you kind of have to like limit it to like maybe just like Saturday or Friday night or something. I see. Something like that. So, so you really, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It was, it was a little bit of a challenge, but uh, I adapted to it. It took me a long while, but finally getting there. So it's been like pretty good spot right now. Yeah, so you were just the big challenge was basically you were having trouble, like just not like you were like you said it was like obviously it wasn't balanced. So you're saying like it was like more of like constantly like work and like career, and you weren't really balancing like personal life things and like focusing on you exactly. So like okay. I think mean for one example, I um wasn't really eating too great. Um, I got up. I mean, I'm only five foot three, so um. But I got up at one point, I was up to like 175 pounds, mm -hmm. which I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> and then I'm, sometimes I get home from work. I'm always just complaining. I was like, oh, this today sucked. I just want to like mm -hmm. get a six pack and destroy the six pack. But oh, I see. Um, uh, but that was only like I limited that to the weekends or Friday nights. But okay. um, yeah, that wasn't like every day. Nothing horrible. But OK, I see. Um. But I, th I think just just finding, I think, okay, let me let me just take a step back. Let me find some healthy habits. Um, and right now, um, say I'm doing pretty good. I'm down about 15 pounds, so I'm down to like 160. That's pretty. Feel really good uh, physically. Again. Yeah, nice. So, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, finding that balance um, it's difficult, but I think it's worth it in the end because once you get that balance, you're like. You're just on a path and 
you've, you've got it. You've got that routine down. It's just, it's easy. Yeah. What were some of the factors that made you like quit, like the old routine you were doing and start this new, like healthier routine in your opinion? Right. So I think what made me start it was, um, just realizing it's like, Hey, I can't like be going out on Friday night until like 2 AM. I'm not really, I mean, like you can do it once in a while, but you can't do it like every Friday night, just going out to like two or four in the morning. Like I did in college. I can't like Mm -hmm. stay up and just play video games until like one in the morning or 12 at midnight Um, on the weekday. Cause I was like, Oh, I got to get up at 6 AM. So that's not good. Mm -hmm. Half the time my, my drive is about 45 minutes to work. Um, so Mm -hmm. that maybe, Sometime, most of the time, like during that rough patch, I was kind of coasting. I, like I get to like at the 25 minute mark in my drive and then I'm starting to fall asleep on buying the wheel. <laughs> oh, jeez, Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's most of those like little things like, yeah, I'm 20, almost 24 years old. I can't really be doing that anymore. And it's not really working either. <laughs> I can't really, I'm not getting enough sleep. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really eating too great. Don't really feel I'm always tired. Now I've now that I've kind of like uh, got into a nice healthier routine, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm not really mm-hmm. as tired as much anymore, so that's a, just feels really good, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think sleep is like very underrated. Like it's it's like super important. Like my sleep schedule was terrible like a year ago, but it's a lot better now. Um, I think even if you get like less than like six hours, don't you feel like you feel kind of off like in your day? Or- yeah. There'll be, yeah, like maybe 50% of the time, uh, sometimes I'll like get like less than six hours of sleep and then I'll feel like wide awake the next morning. But then like the other 50% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, I need to sleep. I need to, I don't want to go yeah. to work. I want to stay in my bed. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So it sounds I, like, oh, go ahead. My bad. I, I wasn't saying anything. You <laughs> and no, yeah. It's, so podcasting on Zoom is very like, like goofy. I don't know. Like it's like it just cuts in and out, but it's fun. Right. Um, no, I was just gonna say, so like, it seems like, so this was stuff that like you noticed, like over time, like you were kind of noticing these flaws. It wasn't just like one day you like, like, we're like, I got to do a change or like, was there anything it, specifically that like hit you where you're like, I need to like change my habits. Like right now, this is bad. Like, or was it, what do you think it was just like a matter of time or was it just kind of like spontaneous when you decided to like, I think it was changes? like a little bit of both. Um, okay. Uh, like, I think mo- a little bit was like over time and just like noticing, oh man, I'm like 175 pounds. I was like, all right, let me go to this. Let me start going to the gym. I'd go for like maybe a week or two weeks and then I just like stop and mm-hmm. uh, I'd like forget about it for like two weeks. And then like, I get mad at myself when I step on the scale, like, damn it, I'm still 175 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is the gym working? And I just like stopped going to the gym. Um, and then at the end, yeah, then again, it's like another, you know, I don't really want to talk about it on here, but, um, uh, just, you know, no, something happened. Cool. I mean, I saw you at the bar now that on homecoming, so you know, but we'll just, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what no, happened? Yeah, that's we, my, yeah, it's we, just won't conversation, we, so. we won't mention it on here. Um, but, um, that, that was a little bit of that kind of, yeah, we could just like, so right, like something personal happened. Exactly. You. Okay. So, but, uh, that personal moment, it was just kind of like, shit, um, I need to get my shit together. Um, so that's, it's like a little bit of both, like these thoughts over time is like, ah, I could be doing better, but you know, I'm just going to keep going. But then like that personal thing happened. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what it takes. Like something that's like really emotional to like really like punch it home and like make you 
like pushes people to change exactly yeah it's funny how stuff works like that yeah it is interesting for sure um what are your like like okay so you're i believe you're working in cleveland right so are you originally from the cleveland area i could be wrong like so like exactly where exactly yeah yeah so i am from the cleveland area i grew up in a town called Olmsted falls but i actually do work in streetsboro so it's like uh, almost like 20 minutes from Kent. So it's oh, okay. All- that's that's why you saw like me and Dylan when you were going to Denny's. Or well, we, no, we were at Denny's and you were like in Streetsboro, right? That's yeah, I was I was le- I was leaving work. I was leaving work on that Friday because or no, was that set? That was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, I think didn't you go to Kent for like the commencement or something? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I did <laughs> yeah. go for I did go for that makeup 2020 commencement. Um, yeah. but then I think it was that Saturday morning. I actually just got off 480. Um and if you go, it, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody would know, but if you go 480 and like route 43 or something like that, you pass, you pass by that 480 dead ends, like basically in streets, bro. Yeah. I drove by that Denny's and I just, sometimes I look around, I was like, wait a minute, that's still in a Danny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So you work in streets, bro. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, if you know where that Wendy's is, um, and that sheets, if you turn right, like on that road, it's called Mondial Parkway. That's, uh, okay. my offices down there. So are you like are you living on your own too and everything? Or? Uh, I still live at my parents. Um, okay. No bills. Um, yeah. No rent. No groceries. Right? No, no, gro- so, so no groceries. Um, but I, um, just, you know, take the time saving my money, um, paying off my loans and my debts. Um, just trying to get situated financially. So I set myself mm-hmm. up in the future instead of just getting an apartment and, and not save money as fast. I see. Okay. So finance is a huge thing for you at this point. Like you don't yeah. want to be in debt. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure I set myself up in the future. Um, I've been, luckily I'm incredibly blessed with uh, nothing like horribly, no horrible financial burdens. So, but um, yeah, that's I think good. that's still important to have that mindset and just, mm-hmm. you know, set yourself up for the future. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned, so you said you were doing like makeup 2020 because you graduated Kent mm-hmm. in May of 2020 during covid <laughs> so i mean jesus did you walk through like what that experience was like like i i could imagine it's probably pretty annoying pretty horrible but. It, it was it, it was weird i wouldn't say it was horrible because you okay. know i'm introverted so i didn't really mind i was like oh okay. i shut myself in my apartment that doesn't sound so bad yeah um but it was weird i still remember the day i was eating lunch um, I think on my lunch break, or I think I had just gotten off uh, work at the post office and I was eating lunch uh, with a friend. And then we all see the email come through. It's like from, mm-hmm. I think it was either from Todd Dykin or yeah, just was, Penn State in general. Yeah, Todd Dykin. Sh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, we're, we're shut down um, until um, we get a handle. We might go on, or, or I think the announcement was we're going all online. And then it's like, oh my God, let me go upstairs and see what my coworkers think but i think those the post office windows are already shut at that point i was like holy shit and then those next couple months i was just kind of sitting in my room doing my homework doing going to my classes it was really cool go to class in bed (laughs) um okay so it sounds like you kind of like relished it like you enjoyed like i enjoyed like i said it was weird um but i think it was enjoyable overall i didn't really mind it too much um yeah, did um, my, you? My roommate, um, he want he his parents wanted him to come home, so I basically had the apartment to myself. I was like, "This is, this is nice." Yeah, 
Yeah, that is nice. Like, I like being alone, too, honestly. I mean, I've had a roommate every year, but every time my roommate's not there, like, I like having stuff. I like doing me in my own schedule, have my own thing going on. Is that how you kind of are, too? Like, the apartments yourself, just, you don't have to worry about a roommate, like. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, like, I, uh, like, I think I remember, like, this was that, that same time where, like, Avatar The Last Amber, like, dropped. It dropped on Netflix, and then, like, uh, oh, my yeah. day my days consisted of going to my classes, um, doing any homework. And then like, once everything was done, I'm like, all right, time to sit on the couch and binge watch Avatar. So that was, it was nice. And then like, yeah. when, when I've done binge watching stuff for the day, I usually hop on Xbox with my, my college buddies and we're just playing Warzone until like two. <laughs> nice, nice. I think an, another thing I watched during the, I, I do remember this because uh, obviously we all had a lot of time on our hands. I watched, yeah. I think the entire entirety of like the MCU at that point, which was like <laughs> all the way from like, I didn't watch them in like storyline chronological order, but I, I watched them in like release order. So it was like all the way from like Iron Man all the way to like end game. So that was, nice. that, that was a fun project. I wonder how many hours of content that is. You know, that's um, over like 50 hours. I think uh, something like something like that. I since I had a lot of time on my hands, I think it took me like a week. But it was, I think I watched like at least one a night or one every two mm-hmm. nights. That was fun. That was yeah, fun. that's pretty good. Time. Um, I have a few questions. Okay, so well, okay, so you were talking about Avatar. Did did you were they uh, ever gonna re, were they ever gonna make like the live action? Like, weren't they gonna make like a live action Avatar? <laughs> like, did you hear about that? Like, I did. They actually, I think they have a cast right now. They they did release like a cast. Um, but it's basically it's a Netflix adaption of the series. Um, oh, okay. So it's not like a. Well, I guess if it's an adaption, they're gonna try to go for everything, right? Yeah. The, originally, they had like the two creators of the cartoon uh, on. Per, uh, they were executive producers on that show, but I guess they left over creative differences. So I think the uh, entire everyone's kind of worried. Is it going to turn out like that really crappy movie that came out? But <laughs> I had I saw like some concept art and like the the cast how they kept it like culturally appropriate. Um, okay. So so it's promising, um, mm-hmm. but I'll have to wait and see how how it turns out. Yeah, hopefully it's pretty good. I heard Amazon they started like a series. Do you know the movie like I know what you did last summer? I did. Um, I, I think yeah. I've never seen it, but my brother saw it in high school and he said it scared the shit out of him in high school. That's the <laughs> only reason I know that that movie title. Uh, but I did okay. see a couple commercials that Amazon's doing something with it. Yeah, we're doing like a spinoff series about it. I don't really know a lot about series. I've only seen the movie like twice. Like dude, uh-huh. the movie has like a 42 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> but it's actually scary. Like it's actually good. Like it's a good movie. I don't understand. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is just goofy to me. I don't. It's it's once you like understand how it works, it's like um, yeah. it's the percentage of how many critics rated it like above a fifty percent. Okay. So it's like um, fifty like or like say like a movie gets like a sixty percent. So it's like sixty percent of the like top rit- critics liked the movie. Yeah. Okay, so it's like more like just the top critical fame. Yeah, Definitely. but yeah. but everybody is still like, oh my god, I got a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That means all the critics loved it, which is <laughs> yeah. like okay. Yeah, are you a big Rotten Tomatoes guy? Do you go there like when you're about to watch content, or um, I'll take a look at it, uh, but uh, um, it doesn't really influence my d- opinion that much. If I really want to watch it, I'll still watch it. But when I was younger, um, I was a little bit more like, really really into like comic book movies. Um, mm-hmm. 
So like when Batman versus Superman came out, I was like, oh, what's the Rotten Tomato score? It's like mm. I get I get like super pissed when I see it's like twenty percent. <laughs> These people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Are you a big fan of that movie though, Batman vs Superman? Is- I, I I am a fan of that movie, uh, but <laughs> not not the theatrical cut. Um, I like the ultimate edition, which is like an extra thirty okay. minutes of footage, and it like fleshes out the story like a lot better. It kind of makes you wonder what the hell Warner Brothers was doing when they released <laughs> a really crappy cut to the theater. Yeah, what's going on with uh, like DCU or whatever? Like, are they doing anything with that? Or like, it's like I'm confused with like. The Robert Pattinson Batman. Like what's you know? canon? What's yeah? Yeah, like I'm it's, confused. They did Suicide Squad, and then it's, it's like they're trying to get connect Joaquin. Right. This. Like I don't like. What are they doing? So I think what they're doing is they're effectively trying to like retcon all the Zack Snyder movies. Even though I personally am a big fan of them, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of using that flash movie as like you know have you heard of the flashpoint paradox storyline or something i think it's called uh, oh, no not no it. not flashpoint it's flashpoint um the okay. the comic storyline is flash goes back in time and saves his mother but then he comes back forward in time okay and the entire world is different so oh, that's kind of interesting it doesn't seem like they're exactly following that in the movie because um um in the flash the cast right now, I know it, they have someone playing Supergirl. Um, Michael Keaton is back as Batman, which Ooh. is really interesting. Um, ben Affleck is also Batman in that movie, so I'm assuming like at the oh, beginning okay. of the movie, Ben Affleck is Batman, and once he travels back in time, Michael Keaton is Batman again. Mm. And then, obviously, when he comes back in time, I'm assuming there's also Supergirl. Um, but that sounds I think, interesting. I think they're using that Flash movie as kind of like a reset point to like keep what they like. Like I think I know mm-hmm. that for, for sure they're keeping Wonder Woman and Aquaman. I think they might yeah. icon everyone else. Yeah, we're just history, I guess. No, I mean, that, like, oh, it, it doesn't make sense to me because like like the fan and like even the critical reaction to when they finally released Zack Snyder's Justice League that four hour version. <laughs> yeah. It's so much better than what they put out in 2017. It's like, why? Wait, did you watch the whole four four hour? I, I watched it like three times. It, oh, nice. Okay. It's so much better than whatever the hell they put out in 2017. <laughs> that just doesn't make sense why they're not why they release the that the, the Snyder cut mm-hmm. and then all this like love from the fans and even critics alike. Even like the critics will say, yeah, it's still like a five out of ten, but it's like ten times better than what they put out in 2017. And, they, and like Zack Snyder, they told him, I know he's like, it's your cut, you do what you want, but don't set up any like story points because we're not going to continue it. And he does it anyway, he doesn't care. <laughs> oh, so that's uh, why they didn't release it because he set up story points, or no, they, they really, like they him? really, they just don't like him. But <laughs> like, they released the Snyder cut, it's an HBO Max exclusive. Um, I think it had like a limited the- theatrical run, but yeah. like, for, the, for instance, like Dark Side shows up at the end. And like he, it's like a big cliffhanger. Like, oh, Dark Side's gonna show up on Earth. But then, I think the head executive of Warner Brothers is like, we will not be continuing this storyline. Like, <laughs> you're a bunch of, you're a bunch of brain dead idiots. Well, wait, wait, but why do they hate him so much? Like, why do they hate Zack Snyder? Because uh, when Man of Steel came out, it got like lukewarm reception, okay. and then Batman versus Superman got really crappy reception from critics, <laughs> and, and so they're they're really just. At that time, they were focused so much on catching up to Marvel. Yeah. 
they were i feel like they invested a lot in zach schneider and then like because they were like oh he's gonna be like the flagship director right like they wanted yeah. him to direct like, they all did of them. he they not direct all of them but maybe have like direct the ones he wants to do and then be like an executive producer yeah, i yeah. think on the first wonder woman movie <clears throat> excuse me he was exec one of the producers on it so the story points kind of like lined up uh, with what he was trying to do and, and same thing for suicide squad or the mm-hmm. first one but that one after that's a funny one because it was one movie and then batman versus superman came out people didn't like it they said it was complained about it, it was too dark and then like they hired this warner brothers hired like a another 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 company to recut suicide squad into like what whatever the hell that was yeah, the James Gunn one. Not the James Gunn one, the David Ayer one. With, oh, okay, the first one. With, okay. Uh, Jared Leto as the Joker. Oh yeah, <laughs> is that one like really bad or something? It's it's a mess. Um, I really feel like they put so, they put so much emphasis in the marketing campaign, like oh the Joker's in it, but then he has like literally five minutes of screen time. Yeah, but that was a mess. Um, but as far as like that, well, like back to today with their slate right now they had uh the suicide squad which was really good mm-hmm. it was like it's the suicide squad by with james gunn directing it it was more they was described it as a sequel that does absolutely does not mention the first one at all mm-hmm. well then, isn't it within the same realm kind yeah, of yeah it's like, exactly it's it's the same universe but they yeah. just do not mention the first <laughs> one at all or the events of the first one at all um Mm-hmm. but they have that um they, obviously they had their standalone joker movie um i think the robert pattinson batman is in it's also the kind of the same things in its own standoff stand okay. standalone universe okay although who well, knows i have a good feeling just based off of like clues and easter eggs in the trailer trailers and stuff like i think like the riddler you see him wearing a jumpsuit that says Arkham State Hospital. And then in the Joker movie, you see Arthur Fleck go to Arth- Arkham State Hospitals. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe the Walking Phoenix, maybe what Walking Phoenix, maybe they're doing something there with that, but no one really knows until we'll see it. Um, Do you think, you think if they like put, like, if like, let's say Walking Phoenix's Joker cameos and like the end of the Batman or like, they do like a sequel let's say they do a sequel to like joaquin phoenix's joker like do you think that would kind of like hurt like the original joker because like the whole point of the original joker was like it's more of like a character study it's not like the superhero element isn't like what drove the movie you you see what i'm saying yeah i would say maybe it would hurt it just a little bit um i really think that they shouldn't make a sequel to joker at all maybe if they Mm -hmm. want to keep using Joaquin Phoenix's character that he created and portrayed just again like at the end of Joker like you see the origin of Batman is when they when the thug outside the theater kills um, Thomas and Martha Wayne that's like one of the ending mm-hmm. shots and you just see Bruce just kind of sitting there in the, in the on the ground so I feel like <laughs> if they don't make just leave that movie by itself but then use Joaquin in like the Batman trilogy that they're doing I think that would be fine but mm-hmm. I, you don't really know because um, I've been hearing that I don't think they want to go with the Joker right away, even for the sequel. I think I've been hearing that they want to do Mr. Freeze for the follow up to the mm-hmm. Batman. If they do, which yeah. they they haven't confirmed that there's a trilogy yet, but it's pretty. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure there will be. 
Okay, and then well, who who would be the best person to play Mister Freeze right now? Is it Patrick Stewart still the best candidate, or uh, <laughs> geez, <laughs> is he too old? Because like they need to get a good Mister Freeze. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger like destroyed <laughs> Mister Freeze. So. He just made it. He made it fun. It's not, I saw like a yeah. video. Someone like fan casted like Mister Freeze, but I don't remember who it would be. But honestly, I don't even I don't even know who would play Mister like, Freeze. I think Brian Cranston might be pretty good. No. Brian Cranston would be good in anything. Um, yeah, he should have been Lex Luger. I feel like a lot of people really wanted him to be Lex Luger in like Batman v Superman instead of Jesse Eisenberg. I feel like Jesse Eisenberg was definitely slightly miscast. I mean, I don't know. I feel well, like he's it, too goofy for me. Like he's not really Lex Luger. I I feel like he would have he. It was a risky choice, but I just feel like it's the way they wrote Lex Luthor in Batman vs Superman is what kind of was his downfall. I see. Okay. Because like in he makes a small appearance in both the Snyder cut of Justice League and the one they put out in 27, the theatrical cut, and he's mm-hmm. fine okay. for like the five minutes that he's in it. But I feel like just the direction that they chose to write that character, like a young Lex Luthor, was really stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. I feel like Jesse Eisenberg would be a better like Riddler or something like that too. Yeah, I feel like yeah, because he played like a shady character in the Social Network, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he and like, he was really pack. good. He was really yeah. good in it. I feel like he would have been a good Riddler. Yeah. Too. I think everybody wanted Brian Cranston to play Lex Luthor because he had like literally just got, gotten off of Breaking Bad. He's like, oh, he's mm-hmm. a bald guy that's pretty good at acting. Um. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, Breaking Bad's a great show. Have you seen Breaking Bad or oh, best show of all time? It's crazy. Best show of all time. Okay. Better than Squid oh, yeah. Game. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I I enjoyed Squid Game. Um, but definitely Breaking Bad takes the cake. Yeah. I've only seen the first two episodes of Squid Game. I think it's pretty good. Did you watch it subtitles or dubs? Um, I just saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh, is this gonna be subtitles or dubs? And the first episode I played was dubs, and I was like, okay, I'll just stick with this. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, the dubbing. A lot. Of, some people complain the dubbing was like horrible. I mean, I feel like it the was dubbing, pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of like oh, it's uh, any foreign film with dubbing is gonna be bad. It's just. Yeah, you've never whatever. been like blown away by dubbing at this point. <laughs> no, I mean, I grew up on like when I was a little kid. I'd always go to the um the blockbuster down the street with my mm. grandpa, and we'd always rent like Godzilla movies that are always English dubs. So. <laughs> I'm used to it at this point. Okay, yeah, dude, Blockbuster, that's where it was at. Like, rest in peace. I can't oh my believe God. Blockbuster's gone. It's sad. It's, yeah, that's a sad, that was a sad day when everything closed and it was like, what's this Netflix that's going around? <laughs> Are you, is Netflix your preferred streaming service, would you say? Or? Um, uh, there's not a lot on Netflix anymore. Um, sometimes yeah. I like add movies to my list and then like never watch them. But then by the time it's like, oh, I think that's on Netflix. I was like, I go on, it's, it's gone. gone. Or I was like, like yeah. Right. I use HBO Max a lot. Um, yeah, I heard they're like the dominant one. They like everything now, right? I, I wouldn't say they're dominating as far as like number of subscribers, but it's definitely popular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as like content, they have like a ton of stuff, right? Oh my, oh my god, that's I think insane. The first day I like signed up for like the free trial, I was like, holy crap, they have so much. It's, yeah, because they have like all the Warner Brothers stuff. They have like 
Clint Eastwood, like all of his stuff pretty much, right? Yeah, I think because Cry Macho came out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then along with, I was like just scrolling through it. I didn't want, I, I was thinking about watching it. I ended up not, but I was just scrolling through. I was like, oh, here's along with Cry Macho. Here's like Dirty Harry, Good, yeah. Bad, and the Ugly. The good um, movies he made. Actually. Uh, I mean, all these old spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, bunch, of, bunch of stuff. Crime Ajo was all right. It was decent. I figured it would be all right. It's just like, what do you, what do you, what is Clint Eastwood going to do at this point? He's like 90 years old. Yeah. It's still impressive, though, but he's like making movies and he's like in movies. You got to give him credit. You know, that's pretty I cool. thought, see, I thought like the mule was going to be his last one because like, yeah, even, the, even in the trailers, it's like they were hinting like this is Clint Eastwood's last acting role. Yeah. But then like the two or three years <laughs> later, he's like, oh, he's in another movie. Right. Yeah. I actually enjoyed cry macho more than the mule to be honest like the, i didn't really they, like the mule <laughs> the marketing for the mule was like really good but then you watch the mule and it was just so uneventful like yeah. nothing exciting happened it's like oh he drove he literally drove a car with drugs yeah in it. it's so that was boring. it yeah and like cry macho the trailer isn't even like super intense or anything like the trailer i think better reflects the movie the movie's just real slow yeah and- I, I that's what i felt like like cry macho this looks like what the mule actually was and i'm not i wasn't really surprised here it's like oh it's exactly like the trailers right yeah i mean honestly clint's i think his last acting movie should have just been gran torino like that's like yeah mic oh my god like <laughs> that was a fantastic movie i loved gran torino yeah so have you always had like a big love for movies or i would say so i i definitely enjoy going to the movies that's actually one of the things i've been doing more um Mm-hmm. this past like month or so i've actually been going to movies by myself which is actually pretty nice um yeah it is the two i've only seen two movies by myself I'm trying to i saw halloween kills this on tuesday was that um, pretty good it was typical michael myers <laughs> halloween movie um okay um i saw no time to die with my dad that was oh, yeah that, i heard that wasn't very good but i liked it it was uh, it's just really long um but it, if you yeah, like all right? <laughs> if you like james bond it doesn't really flat it doesn't really feel like two hours and 40 minutes but it's pretty good it's, pretty, okay. it's, good, it's good send off for daniel craig i think he's the best james bond aside from sean connery oh okay good interesting take how many james bonds are there again are there <sighs> holy like crap, how many actors are so like i could look it up right now yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like top of my head is at least ten. Because I know there's Sean Connery, there's Roger Moore, there's Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton or Dalton or whatever his name was. That's probably not the right name. Yeah, it's uh, seven Daniel actors. Craig, seven. Okay. Yeah, uh, Connery, uh, David Niven. Never heard of that guy. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, George Lezen Lezenby. Um, Haven't heard of that one either. Yeah, I mean Roger Moore, uh, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, so, I just yeah. remember like when, like I I, I always watch like um, Sean Connery mainly, um, and then a little bit of Pierce Brosnan because that's what my that's what my dad liked. Mm-hmm. And I still remember like the day they released the trailer for like Casino Royale, Daniel Craig's first movie. And he's like he's like oh my god, he's like brutally beating the crap out of these guys in a bathroom it was like this is gonna be a little different and i think 
me and my dad were like, this is going to be good. And yeah, I heard that one's like his best one, right? I've I would say I, out of all of them, I've, I haven't seen Quantum of Solace yet for some reason, but I've seen yeah. Casino Royale, I've seen Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die. I think is mm-hmm. my favorite of all of them is Skyfall. Okay, yeah, I heard that one's pretty good. So that one's, I think that one's the best one that he's done. Um, what are they doing for it? Isn't the next James Bond like some people were like upset? Like, I'm trying to make it like a, isn't James Bond supposed to be like a woman in the next James Bond or something? No, I think people are just like taking that out of like, context because like in no time to die yes there is a female um of color who plays 007 like but oh okay i don't think people like understand without like knowing james bond is james bond is james bond and 007 is literally just a number from for mi6 um Mm -hmm. it's a classification okay Um, so like they they really hammer down the point in the movie too um that 007 is literally just a number and it's not associated everybody Everybody, of course, everybody knows 007, James Bond. It's like synonymous, but like in the, it's when reality is like, it's just a, like a number for an agent. Yeah. Six. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I knew that. I just, yeah, it's like the older generations, like, what are you doing with 007? Like, and even uh, like, even Daniel Craig was saying, like, it's like, no, even he kind of agrees, like, no, they shouldn't make James Bond a woman. They should make, they should give a woman of color or anybody anybody that's a woman like a better role mm-hmm. than james bond Ooh, yeah that's a good point and it's like oh. daniel craig is smart he's like it's like why give a woman a james bond role just give them a better role it, yeah like don't affiliate it with james bond just create like a female spy movie new yeah, just new name exactly yeah spy movies are pretty cool though i feel like most of them are cool like mission yeah. impossible is cool for yeah sure Man, Tom Cruise is pumping those things out like it's <laughs> like it's nothing. Yeah, he like flipped out on the set, I think, like of the newest one, because like someone wasn't wearing a mask or like following COVID. He's like I mean, screaming at, at him or something. At that point in time, like the way COVID was, I I, I that clip came out like good for him. I don't really blame him. He wants the <laughs> movie to be made and finished. So yeah, I don't know. Tom Cruise, I he's hard to take serious. I don't know. I just think he's weird to be honest. <laughs> so like I mean, I respect him as an actor. I just Sometimes when he screams and stuff, I feel like he's just really whiny. It's like it's just kind of funny that. to me, you know. Yeah, it's, I can see that. Like, like Rain Man, he's like screaming at him. He's like yelling at him about underwear and stuff. And I was just like, this is goofy. Yep, that's for sure. So, but uh, yeah. So as you can tell, I really get prepared for it. I don't know. I just treat this show like conversation and you do you listen to a lot of the episodes or um not particularly i think that maybe i listen to one with like um dylan or like libby on it oh yeah I that's think. a good one um but yeah uh here and there um some i think my favorite podcast is very typical of it's the joe rogan, the joe rogan. yeah i was listening to some of that before this, i actually. like yeah because i like when he not only does he bring on like really interesting people um but he also brings on like um, people that talk about like MMA and UFC, obviously he's the one of the head UFC commentators for the pay-per-views. So I enjoy those. I enjoy those episodes where they talk about MMA or talk about like fights coming up or fights that happened. Or the one he has like Dave Chappelle on the show and it's just like super funny. Or like <laughs> Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz is my favorite when he whenever he gets yeah. Joey Diaz to come on his show. Yeah, Joey Diaz is pretty good. Or do you like the ones with like Elon Musk or like those ones are good because <laughs> Elon Musk is a whack job. 
Yeah, for sure. What did you think of, uh, you mentioned Dave Chappelle. I, what did you think of the whole like Netflix thing recently? I haven't seen the special, but like, I guess there was like a bunch of controversy, like the transgender community was livid with Dave Chappelle. They almost canceled him or something. I mean, you, you can try as hard as you want. You're not going to cancel that man. Yeah, um, not at this point. But if he was younger, I, mean, I he would have been canceled. If he was young and up, if, yeah, like if he was young and upcoming, like like the baby, like the situation with the baby, he would have been canceled. But Dave Chappelle has been around a long time. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time he's made fun of like those groups. Um, and they basically have the same reaction every time. I watched the special. I, I am a fan of Dave Chappelle. I thought it was funny, but I, at the end of the day, I understand they're jokes. They're not, he doesn't mean them. They're just jokes. Um, yeah. Does that get on your nerves that like people will get like super critical of comedians and stuff? And like, yeah, a little bit. It's like you can't really joke about anything anymore. It's like you have to like kind of like check with someone before you even. It's like, all right. I'm going to make this joke. Is that okay with you? And they're like, either yes or no at this point. But like people like, I was like earlier in today on my lunch break, I was watching Eddie Murphy's Raw. Yeah. Like, he, you could just let those, he's letting shit fly. Like, but everybody was laughing and like nobody cared at that time. But obviously mm-hmm. times change. Um, people are different. I think society is a little bit more sensitive now, which isn't a bad thing, but like for comedians specifically, it can be bad. Right. Well, I feel like every celebrity, it's like, it's like the, like cancel. Well, I feel like everybody is like a public figure basically because of social media. And it's like, if you'd screw up or say one thing wrong, you could get canceled. Like I was talking to my friend yesterday, Mason about this. Cause we have like a radio show on black Sport radio. And we were mm-hmm. talking about cancel culture and cancel culture, I feel like it's weird because it's like one of those things that I feel like most people don't like or like don't agree with. But like then right. people have trouble describing exactly what it is. Like, how would you describe like cancel culture? Because I was um, having trouble describing. It's really I'm, hard to like because you like you have a good idea of what it is in your mind, but then when someone asks you to like tell like tell me what cancel culture is, you just kind of blank. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like if someone says something bad or like derogatory towards like a certain group of people is like this group gets like outraged. Um, and they make their, they make their outrage known to the public and mm-hmm. they kind of try to sway the public and the media towards this one side of one point of view, which gets this person effectively canceled and you don't really hear from them anymore. Yeah. Well, I feel like I, I agree with that. I feel like an issue with it, those like people it's like they use it like way too frequently like it's almost like like i understand if it's like a major like really like homophobic or like really racist statement it's like like yeah well what what did he do uh well he had a bunch it's again it's just like they dug up a bunch of old emails that he said like a long time ago like i think like pre-2010 and they're just homophobic racist but I guess those emails like continued up until like maybe like 2015 or 2018. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay, maybe it was a good thing that he was, he, I don't know. He wasn't fired. He pulled one of those. I'm resigning before oh. someone can fire me kind of okay. thing. Yeah. Or like someone like, like Papa John's, like that guy, like, you know, didn't he like say like something extremely racist or something like he said, I think he word, said, or... I think he said like the N word, like, in a, like a meeting or something. 
Yeah, and he got like fired from his own, like he founded the company. (laughs) Yeah, his his board of directors said, "All right, see ya." Yeah, like that's more understandable. But I feel like if it's just like silly stuff, like I didn't watch the special, like I didn't watch the Dave Chappelle special. But I feel like if it's like stuff that's obviously like a joke or like someone's just trolling as a joke to like cancel someone and like attack them, I feel like that's kind of like a little over the top or like i mean i don't know or just to say like i'm not gonna purchase their products because they believe this like i heard someone today we i was i was talking to somebody about like harry potter or whatever and then we got into the conversation we're like well i hate jk rowling like i'll never buy like any of her books again because like she's transphobic or whatever and i'm just kind of like okay so that's going to impact like you consuming her art like i mean if you don't like her as an individual like you can separate the art from the artist I mean, right. that whole conversation. So I don't know. That's kind of like my take on it, like right now. But I don't know. No, that, just... that makes sense. Um, I feel like, um, like with the Chappelle special, I think it's called the closer specifically. Is like, hey, if you if you hear beforehand that it's controversial and you might not like it, just don't watch it. It's yeah. that simple. Like if you don't, if you hey, if you don't support J.K. Rowling and what she said, don't read Harry Potter don't right. watch harry potter it's quite simple right yeah you can do your own personal thing yeah, but i like, feel like when you start telling people you also shouldn't do that that's where I it mean, gets kind of overboard it's like hey, yeah he said these things you shouldn't he's like i'm not doing it you shouldn't do it too he's like you can't really tell me what to do i have my yeah. own opinion do you think it. do you think in a way that's kind of like i mean this is getting kind of like like a little bit of a weird direction, I guess. But do you think that's kind of like Twitter is like, that's like what happens a lot on Twitter. Like people just have a bunch of opinions and then tell other people they're wrong. And that's kind of starting to reflect, like bleed into society. Like, in- I feel like, yeah, I feel like Twitter has a certain effect because um, obviously we will never know truly how like these algorithms on social media work. But I feel like some, most times they'll portray like one point of view Mm-hmm. especially like during elections you'd notice that yeah, you see like say. twitter and facebook and instagram they usually lean one way and like the stuff that, that it's not like there isn't point of view from the other side it's just like what they be what people like say it's like oh they're getting shadow banned or whatever so you like purpose it's like an algorithm that doesn't like it makes you not see their content or whatever mm-hmm. which i don't really know if that's true or not i think some it's just the way the algorithm works what's what is getting people to engage more with like like a certain post? And I think that's what kind of the algorithm does is like if a certain post is taking off more than, and that has one point of view, mm-hmm. that'll take off more than say the other point of view that doesn't get as much attraction. Mm-hmm. Or like say like, say yeah, like, one, like let's just say like a like a super far right post that's like kind of like coming off as like almost racist in a way. Um, of course they're going to shadow ban that that's like hate speech almost mm-hmm. and then like on the other side like far left like it's um i wouldn't say it's i'd say it's bad in its own way but um you know some even even both sides will get shadow banned if it's bad enough basically right yeah but well isn't shadow would you say shadow banning similar to like cancel culture where it's like we don't want you to hear their opinion or we don't want to like I wouldn't say it's it's more justified. I wouldn't say it's the exact same, but it's like more like good for like because obviously, at the end of the day, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram—they're all companies. 
and they could they could portray they say like you could put whatever you want on here but if it's terrible and it makes you look like a piece of shit they're not gonna they're not gonna like they're not gonna allow people to see that at the end of the day that's their right as much as it sucks to say that's their right that's their company Mm -hmm. they can do what they want yeah did you hear now we're talking about social media did you hear the news today about how like uh donald trump is trying to create his own like social media (laughs) like that guy's been trying to ever since i swear to god he's so butthurt about being kicked off of everything that he's trying he's trying to get his opinion back out there and then he was trying to start like a well i don't think he's doing this anymore but I, i remember he was thinking about trying to do like a new party like he was like a new political party he was going to call it like the patriot party or something i don't think that's happening anymore but that guy um, gives me headaches yeah pretty frustrating guy that guy is something else man he's just like a cartoon character i mean so is joe biden's like a cartoon character too joe biden's got his own problems too like I think I, I know the other day, like the video of him like squinting and making a weird face was going viral for no reason. I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I saw this like weird edited clip of Joe Biden. He was like speaking. I think he was at like Chicago or Philadelphia. He was talking about the vaccine, and if he, and during the speech, he's just like starts talking about his his like grandpa. Like he's like, yeah, my grandpa was a coal mining worker. He was also a mechanical engineer, salesman. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? i feel like it's just i feel like there should be like an age limit on presidents so you, yeah. you cannot run if you're above 75 just yeah my, my friend of, uh, i would say even 75 is too far because isn't joe biden how old is he I mean, I think he's so. like 78 or 77 he's the oldest president like history he's, seven, he's 78 years old yeah i think they should cap off like a limit at 70 like if if you're 70 no way cannot run yeah it's like i'm sure joe biden's a nice guy but i mean i don't know he's so old like come on yeah because it's like you need someone who's really knows the audience and the audience is mainly gen z like our generation exactly so exactly um yeah and i don't understand like why biden was even like the nominee i mean i guess i've talked about this several times on my the show got kind of political during like the election or whatever but like as anything does during that time for sure yeah but like i mean biden okay like people chose him because he's like moderate or whatever he's he's the he was the safe choice yeah but it's like there's so many other i feel like there were so many better candidates from the left like and i don't know there are a lot of like good candidates but like I mean, like, I'm not really, I'm not personally not a fan of Bernie, but he seems like a nice dude. But the same, he has the same problem with Joe Biden. He's super old. Yeah. Bernie's also, like, really radical. Like, there's no way. He's, yeah, he's also, like, way out there. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that, that's why people liked him, because he had some, like, really, like, far-fetched ideas that no one's ever really heard before. And I think, like, the young people, the younger mm-hmm. generation really, like, got attached to that. Yeah, they can, they yeah. Can relate more to it. For sure. Yeah, I mean, Bernie, I don't know. It's like he's into all the socialism. Like, I'm not a fan of the socialism stuff, really. Like, uh, hardcore so, stuff. Socialism, like, doesn't work. I don't know why. I, yeah, I, yeah, you just got to, like, there's, like, a lot of um, evidence. I mean, they've tried it in multiple countries. Haven't they tried it in, like, 21 countries or something, and it's failed? I have, I have no idea, but I do know it, it has not worked, like, in practice. 
Yeah. And you're never going to, like, the, the issue is the media, I think I've mentioned this another time on the show, the media always asks these candidates the wrong question. They're always like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? But they should be asking them, like, what can you do? Because, like, then they would get real answers. Because it's like, okay, is yeah. Bernie going to be able to pass any of this stuff through, like, with Republicans? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, what do you want to do? Is is such a radically different question than what can you do? Like, it's like acknowledging, right. like, what is like, here's what I can do. I that's feel like that's a dumb question that they use. It's like, what do you want to do? It's like, yeah, I want to do this, 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 this. It's like, no, that's no, like, you can say all that stuff, but there's no way it's going to get past the house. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know, the media, like the news media too, I feel like a lot of people, this might be like the record of like how many people don't trust like news. Like no one watches the news really. Everyone goes to like Twitter and stuff, but you could argue Twitter might be worse. Like, I mean, I don't know. There's no, like the, the information is so like, spiraled out of control i feel like you know? i feel like if you have like a keen eye you can spot like the real from the bullshit on on twitter i don't, I don't feel twitter is that bad because like you mm-hmm. get like the verified accounts like tweeting like the news stories and you'll see those and like okay. twitter will promote those but i don't really use twitter that much that's facebook, just like what i've heard facebook is where it's really bad yeah because they don't fact check much no, you can like you'll see like some post from some random guy and it gets shared by your friend and then you'll see it's like oh my god the coronavirus isn't is uh it's a bioengineered weapon engineered <laughs> by China to kill us or oh the vaccine's got a microchip it's gonna implant it. Like, oh, yeah. Check your sources, people. <laughs> right. Well that's the thing though, there's like so many different sources. It's like people i feel like get overwhelmed or they don't want to spend the time looking for through these different sources or they just go to sources that confirm their bias already you know yeah, it's, it's like yeah that's that, i think that was one of the worst things that came out of like 2016 it's like after like trump was calling out like news uh news outlets left and mm-hmm. right then like more like these bias stages. i mean like there were already were like cnn is obviously left-leaning Fox News, obviously right leaning, mm-hmm. but I think during that 2016 to 2020 term is really when you saw like all these like super bias like sources come out like ONN or OAN or whatever it's called or like Lincoln Project or just Prager mm-hmm. U is where all these things started like really taking off. Mm-hmm. It's like obvious bias. It's like oh my god, it's getting out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I wish there was like more straight. I mean, there is still like a few. I got like AM, ABC. I feel like it's pretty good, or like ABC. But like I don't know. Some of these companies have like affiliations with like CNN or MSNBC. So then it's like, oh wait, there's a buy because those those are really left. But I don't know. The news yeah. is kind of like I just watch the news half the time as a joke anyway. <laughs> I don't really take the news that seriously. I feel bad for people who like take the news like super seriously like we're like yeah you know we got to believe every single thing like anderson cooper or not i don't think anderson cooper is that bad but like i don't know i feel like you know actually don't know brian said it perfectly he thinks like these 24 hours news networks don't really cover the news they're just talking about the news like it's just like opinion shows really they're not even pretty much yeah but i feel like i I actually i i feel like like local your local news outlets are actually pretty like unbiased like I find yeah they're pretty good 
I watch like every morning when I wake up, um, get ready for work. I watch Fox eight news. Like that's my grew up on Fox eight news as a kid. And it's just, they just, they tell you the news. That's it. Maybe they crack a joke here or there because like they're, co- they're just, they're just coworkers like everybody right. else is. Um, there's definitely more positive stories, like positive, like local stories. But like, when there's a national piece, they'll like literally just give you the facts and then shut up. It's like, this is nice. Yeah, exactly. They don't have like some doctor coming on talking about the vaccine for the whole segment. <laughs> like, you I mean, know, if, I if anything, they'll like play a clip of a doctor right. talking about the vaccine yeah. and then like they, they cut back to the anchors, like just reading more facts off. It's like, okay, this is how news should be. Yeah. Did you hear about like, uh, we were talking about Joe Rogan? Like, did you hear about how CNN said like Joe Rogan was taking like a horse dewormer? But like, like when he got when he got COVID, but he never was. So they like lied, and then they never even covered him getting healthier after he took it. Like he like I feel like out on he, his show. Look, I because Joe Rogan is also a comedian. I feel like he might have just like said something as a joke, and then someone, of course, took it literally and was like, "Oh my god, he's injecting something into his body that he says is working." He's like, he's a comedian. Yeah. It's a joke. I, yeah. He, yeah, he was living. Well, I, I think he was actually he was like really angry that like CNN said like he hooked, he took horse dewormer. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it was just silly to me because um, he actually he had on his show recently. Like, do you know who Sanjay Gupta is? Like, isn't that like a? I think that was like, isn't that a doctor or something? Yeah, he's like a he's like actually the CNN like medical correspondent. Oh, like, okay. He's a neuroscientist. He's like a brain doctor, but like gotcha. He, uh, he was on Joe Rogan, like he wanted to go on the show because he's like really pro vaccine, and like Joe right. Rogan is like anti vaccine. Oh like, yeah, I think I remember. That. I vaguely remember when this was like a headline almost. He's like, "Oh, Doctor Sanjay Gupta tries to explain why Joe Rogan should get the vaccine." And yeah, he was like, watch this like fifteen minute clip. I was like, maybe another time. I know. Yeah, it's pretty tense. Like they had like some, but it was a good episode. But like he called it, he called him out. He's like, why did CNN call it a horse dewormer? And I was just kind of funny. And he was like, yeah, they should never have called it that. He was like all scared, I think, of Joe Rogan. <laughs> but, Joe, I mean, Joe Rogan's huge. He's jacked. <laughs> yeah. Would you be afraid of Joe Rogan if he started like challenging you? A little bit. Maybe just because he's so like assertive, like with his opinion. I yeah. mean, I I know like every time when he's like that, he's literally just trying to spark conversation because that's what he's good at. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he 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 uses his words in a way to make himself sound like he's like mega mind or something. Like he's like <laughs> this see all and all know all kind of person. But yeah, he's a lot wiser. I feel at like the same at the same time, he'll listen to your opinion and then like mm-hmm. spark conversation off of that. So it's like yes, he knows a lot but at the same time he'll like challenge your thought and then you, you can challenge his thought too and it'll be like okay with it instead of like no this is instead of like some people where they're like they just kind of shut down they have their one opinion they don't want to see anything else yeah i always hate that when like i'm talking to someone and they disagree with me and they just get all quiet they're like afraid they, like they just I, they're just closed-minded and they don't like listen to anybody's opinion but themselves and they just they're so convinced that they're right and they won't change their mind or like i mean i don't know it's worse when people shut down or when people get super aggressive and start like yelling at me (laughs) you know like they're like screaming like i'm wrong they're right like (sighs) i feel like it's bad on both sides but 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like at least when they're yelling, they're kind of expressing themselves. Right. I mean, you know, I think it's better to like let out your emotion versus like keeping it bottled in, you know? Right. But yeah, but you got a uh, master's flag there. Are you a big golfer? Yeah. I, uh, when it's warm in Ohio, <laughs> I like to go golfing. Um, I do like watching all the majors when I can. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes the first two days or when I'm working, so I can't really catch up on it. So, but I'll watch Saturday and Sunday. Is that actually, like your... I, I saw this flag on like Facebook marketplace. Cause I was selling like some old golf equipment that I wasn't using. I was selling a range finder and I just scrolled. I was like, Oh, that's a cool flag. I want mm-hmm. it. It's only 15 bucks. Yeah. It is pretty sick. Um, is that your main sport? Like, do you go golfing a lot? Uh, I would say like out of all the sports I do, um, golf is my favorite um getting back mm-hmm. into bowling i bowled in high school and college oh yeah bit. yeah i bowled um, as well so yeah so like, i i joined a bowling league with my buddies um that's pretty fun uh the first two weeks i was because i hadn't bowled and i haven't bowled since like my freshman like competitively since my freshman year of college <laughs> for the kent state bowling club um so so i would like so like be a substitute um, which mm-hmm. is like, do they just bring you in for like a week? Uh, you sub for someone that can't make it to their league, their league night. So you just sub for them. I do yeah. it like that occasionally for my dad or my brother. I'm mean, going to bowl with them, but nothing like, like regular. So joined, mm-hmm. I joined this league on Friday nights. Um, the first two weeks is kind of just getting back in the swing of things. It wasn't like shooting great. But the yeah. past, the past few weeks I've been doing really good. I'm starting to really enjoy bowling again. So that's really fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. What's your uh, high school? Have you gotten 300? I heard. Didn't I did. Yeah. I have. I bowled a 300 uh, my senior year of high school, and I still hold the record for the highest three game series, which was a 798. Oh, nice. nice. So I think that was 225 or 223, a 275, and a 300. Oh, wow. So you're like a beast, just like unstoppable. <laughs> like... Yeah. The past two weeks, I think I, I took pictures of, um, Past like three weeks, I've gotten above six hundred each time. Mm. So I'm, let me see if I, I know I have pictures because one week my dad subbed for the league I bowl in. He subbed for another team. I kicked his ass, so that was nice. I had like a seven like twenty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a seven twenty four, and my dad had like a five hundred or something. He had he does he's not used to the lane conditions at that house. Oh, but, I see. So, so you that week, um, I. That week, that Friday, I beat him, and then I subbed for someone on my dad's, my dad and my brother's team. So it was all three of us bowling on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat my dad again. Um, so that was funny. Uh, and and I beat my brother, who bowls like year round. He's been bowling since, uh, since high school, like nonstop. Okay. Like I took I took a break in college. He just kept doing his. He bowled with me in college. But when he when he quit the when we we all quit the Kent State Bowling Club, he kept bowling in like a league <laughs> night in Kent. So okay. he, bowling is definitely my brother's favorite thing, his favorite sport. So he's never really stopped. So it's like yeah. it feels good. Like I've only been bowling for like maybe a month, and I'm already beating my brother who bowls regularly and mm-hmm. my dad who's bowled all his life. So I was like, cool, cool, like, yeah. So nice. Actually, this tomorrow. Um, obviously it's friday night league and bowling uh, my dad is subbing for the team that we're playing against so it'll be on the same pair 
and just because the last two times I've beat him, he's like, he's like, he's like, text, he's like, I'm calling, I'm calling you out. Like, I want, I want to, I want to bowl against you specifically. Cause like, there's obviously like five people on each side. He wants to bowl the same spot as I do. So mm-hmm. he's calling my number. He's like, all right, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> yeah. No, if all honestly, it's been a pretty good streak that I've been on, but I think he'll probably, he'll probably get me in a, he'll probably get me. He's going to get you. If okay. I, have, I have a feeling. <laughs> He's just how how many three hundred games has your dad bowled? It sounds like because you said he's been around bowling for a while. Has he bowled a bunch of three hundred games or? Yeah, he's. I don't remember how many. Like definitely more than I can count on two two hands. Um, he's oh couple, wow! He's got a couple eight hundred series too. Does he have like a whole like bowling like trophy like at your <laughs> at your house? He does, he... No, he doesn't have a trophy case. But like for three hundreds and like eight hundreds, like the United States Bowling Congress will give you a ring. Oh um, really? Yeah. So I think you have to like pay for it now because obviously bowling oh. sort of dying. But like they'll give you the option to like, hey, you want a ring? You'll you'll pay like a small price, but you can get still get a ring. So um, wait, why do you say bowling is dying? I would just say it's definitely not as popular as it was. Um, bowling, you see, like bowling alleys are turning into like almost entertainment centers at this point. Um, okay. Like I think the the bowling alley that I went to in high school, they it just got bought out by another company who they do they do bowling alleys all around Ohio, but they kind of like make it like a hybrid entertainment center. But I they, see. they definitely I definitely agree with the, that purchase because the owners of that bowling alley had no fucking clue what they were doing, to be honest. And they were just running that place into a ground. Did you have like an example of like something they did? Just like just at like that bowling they, alley. <laughs> like that they would make the prices so high. Like the like the pro shop guy that uh, he drills all my bowling balls. Mm-hmm. He was he said that he just told stories of like how the owner was just stupid charging, <laughs> charging him Charging him like rent, like for the rent, the rent for his like shop in the bowling alley is like going up and up, and he's like for like no reason. I just didn't know really how to like the maintenance for like the lanes was not very good. Um, and then actually heard right when this this place is called Buckeye Lanes, um, but now it's part of like this. I think this brand called Roll House. Okay. I think actually within like the first week they actually like replaced like a certain pair of lanes. Like it just for like general upkeep and like care, mm-hmm. as a bowling alley should get. I was like, oh, maybe this is a good thing. Yeah, that sounds a lot better than like what it used to be. I mean, but I get what you're saying. I never really thought about that. How you, you're like, it's like an entertainment hybrid because I feel like they do put more emphasis on like the music and like all the lights on. Like at night, they sometimes turn all the they have like disco lights and stuff. Um, yeah, those are and, fun. Like, those those are fun. They and yeah. then they'll always have like bowling leagues that fill up the houses on like Mondays, Tuesdays, or any day of the week really. Senior leagues, like yeah, competitive money leagues. But then yeah. I think I think what what was what's a smart approach for just bowling centers in general now is that like again kind of hybrid entertainment. Like you'd have like cosmic bowling with the music and the lights. You have like mm-hmm. good food. It's almost like I feel like bowling is almost taking an approach that Top Golf is taking. You know, mm. yeah, I would agree with that. But you're saying you were saying bowling's dying, so you're saying like the actual like like hardcore sport of it is dying, like the competitive nature. 
or do you think yeah, it's like still they'll, pretty they'll, prevalent? They'll still like show like the PBA like on like ESPN like Saturday or Sunday mornings, whenever it is anymore. Yeah. But it, it, I don't really watch it anymore. It's just like okay, they bowl. Are yeah, there's there, there still some good bowlers on tour, but it's like mm-hmm. you don't you don't really hear about it anymore. Right. Yeah. It's not like it's like a breaking news story. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Are you a two-handed bowler or one-handed bowler? One-handed. Sometimes if I get really bored and I just feel like having some fun, I'll two-handed. I'm actually not too bad at two-handed. I just can't yeah. roll it fast enough sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I'm one-handed as well. I can't really do two-handed. It's just kind of like, you know, it's whatever. That's <laughs> like, I think it's too like, I guess unless you really know how to use the two hands, I feel like it's kind of like a gamble, but yeah. I think when I like started doing it just for like shits and giggles, I like was watching like Jason Belmonte do it. And I was like, let me just mimic his form. And I like mm-hmm. sort of did it. I was like, this actually kind of works. I can see why people do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. But like your whole thing. It's a lot harder. Is, like... as, obviously, if you haven't two hand, if you don't like two handed like ball regularly, it's very hard to control. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. See, like I don't two hand regularly. So I feel like I would just gutter ball every time, but most of the time I'll like get it out to the right side and I'll keep it on the lane, but it doesn't hit that pocket every time. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it'll go left of the head pin or just, it won't, it'll just stay out to the right and like not come in all the way. So it's, it's definitely hard to control. Yeah. Do you feel, do you get annoyed when people say bowling's like, like a nerdy sport like like i feel like at my high school people are like oh all the nerds bowl and i mean, I, don't right. I don't think that's necessarily true i feel like there's some- no I, I don't think that's true i definitely wouldn't say it's like a hundred percent a sport because what you, you get up you bowl the ball and you sit back down and like take a swig of your beer or whatever <laughs> um, i think it's yeah. more considered a sport than like when you're young and in high school um okay because it's like people come to watch like obviously all the parents and sometimes even like community members just come out to watch like the high school bowlers or the college bowlers or the tour bowlers people mm-hmm. the more serious you take it the more it is like a sport but if it's just like a friday night money league where people just get a whole bucket of beer and they just start drinking that's kind of like blurs the line between sport and entertainment just a hobby <laughs> yeah okay yeah i see what you're saying okay yeah what's the best beer to drink of a bowling alley um, me personally, I'm not really a beer guy, but mm. most of the time, all my buddies, all my teammates are just around the house. They're drinking whatever's <laughs> cheap, Bud Light, Miller Light. Yeah, whatever, whatever the deal is. Okay. Whatever, whatever they got. I, well, I like a uh, hard cider, so I'll just stop for an Angry Orchard. My dad, well, he calls it swing lube because sometimes he's not, he's, he's old, obviously he's in his 50s, so sometimes it takes him a little bit to warm up. So sometimes mm-hmm. he'll have like a bad first game. He'll go get a double shot of crown apple and then he'll bowl like a two fifty. So it's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Alcohol has like magical abilities, you know, it's, it's really weird. How <laughs> I've noticed it. It's effects in like bowling specifically. Like I'll see like the, the, the guy that drills all my bowling balls and the pro shop owner, he, he's a, good like family friend of mine um because we were we were there all the time when we were little so then we and we but now we, we all bowl with him but mm-hmm. he's that guy's lights out um so, <laughs> so sometimes you can tell like if he's bowling bad he's like yeah give him another 
beer too and then there's, yeah. then he's shooting like 270s it's like this is crazy <laughs> yeah i feel well, like because like if you're not like loosened up you'll miss your target a lot mm-hmm. but when you're I've noticed that like in competition, like in high school, like you get yeah. nervous around like the other team and you start missing your mark and you're either getting lucky, lucky strikes, or you're just leaving something like disgusting, like a split. Yeah, I um, agree. I feel like bowling's like a very like in your you, head kind of game. You need to be relaxed when you bowl. I think that was the biggest factor and why I bowled that 300 is like I just trust, took a deep breath every time I rolled the ball. Yeah. Um, Can you say but, the same thing about like golf? That's like, yeah, that's definitely another one. If you're if you're all yeah. tense and not calm, you're gonna shank it in the woods or just hook it to the left. Mm-hmm. I notice when you're just having fun, you're not taking it too seriously. That's when you start hitting the ball better down the middle where you want to hit it. That's when it starts stuff starts to get fun. Mm-hmm. Me personally, yeah. I'll start off like that. I'll, I'll start hitting the ball pretty good, but then I notice I was like, "Oh crap, I'm doing pretty good." And then I start to take it a little more seriously. I tense up and I start missing shots. I'm like, "God oh, damn it!" Yeah. Do you feel? Well, I mean, do you, do you think that only works for like uh, bowling and golf, or do you think do you think there's an argument that could work for like every sport? Because I, I think that I think that could work for any almost almost any sport. Because even like yeah. for instance, like, like fight like. Or like basketball, maybe, maybe not those two because you kind of need like that intensity, or that like tense, those tense yeah, moments. Okay. You need to like be tense to like make those clutch shots or like break those through a line passes. of those clutch passes or just break through a line of defenders. You need to you need to like be tight. You can't just be loose because then you'll just fumble the ball or <laughs> absolutely yeah. just break a basketball shot but, or air ball or something. Yeah, <laughs> but like for, even like for instance like like the MMA fighting, like you'll see, like you can tell the difference between like a fighter who's tensed up and it's like kind of nervous because they won't throw anything. Or like, I think the best example um, was when Conor McGregor fought for his uh, featherweight title against Jose Aldo and knocked him out in 13 seconds. You could immediately see in like the first 10 seconds or five seconds who was tense and who was loose and like letting just flowing. And that's why. Mm-hmm. And obviously you'll see um if you want it's only like a 13 second fight because you just can tell the difference immediately jose aldo's so like tensed up and tight and connor's <laughs> just bouncing around and light on his feet having fun and just knocks him out and it's like yep he was definitely more relaxed yeah for sure i can see how that works for for mma and for fighting like you were saying yeah. um it's like yeah. like muhammad it's like what muhammad ali yeah said. muhammad it's ali like, float like a butterfly sting like a bee yeah, or like Floyd Mayweather, he's like a beast at defense, right? Because he's like yeah. kind of loose. He's Floyd's so like loose. Oh, that guy's a wonder to watch. Um, Greatest boxer of all time, right? I I would Floyd. say Muhammad Ali's still got that number, but Floyd's definitely pretty. <laughs> yeah, close well, is second. It, isn't Floyd fifty and zero? Right, like <laughs> he's fifty. Yeah, he's fifty and zero. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, Floyd. Floyd's like the best defender of like all time. Yeah, but he's like he's the best defensive boxer of all time, but I wouldn't say he's offensive. exciting unless you like okay. appreciate like the defensive side of boxing. Like I think like yeah, his high his his highlight reel against Canelo was as you can just see like Canelo was like put he's and Canelo was young, mm-hmm. but you see like how easy it, it was just for Floyd to like just like move out of the way. It's like, oh my god, that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, he's just 
the master, right? <laughs> like the master just, of defense. It's like water. You you would throw your best combo. I mean, he just moves his head like this, and you, you miss. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever think about doing like combat sports like that, like boxing or wrestling or anything? I would like. I I would definitely like to train like that, but I would never want to step in a ring or a, an octagon. Yeah. I, don't like, too, I don't, don't like. I don't like getting hurt. Yeah. No. I don't like getting punched in the face. So. Or going to the hospital or something or, like, that. <laughs> like exactly. losing your getting teeth. A con- getting a concussion going to the hospital. Yeah. I did do because you know, Kent, they offer like those like just weird classes like yeah, the PWS basketball. classes. Yeah. Like I, I did my freshman year, I did a basketball class. Um and then I think my was it my sophomore year or was it my second so and yeah, it was my sophomore year. They did it, they have a jujitsu class. I took that. That was super fun. Yeah, I took a self-defense class and like one day my nose like was bleeding really bad. I had Matt Kane. Did you have Matt Kane? Yeah, that's who taught the jujitsu class too. Matt is that guy's a beast. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like they outlawed like or they got rid of that because of COVID. Because there's like no well, at least they did last year, I think. That would make sense because like you're literally we we use the wrestling like room. And yeah. obviously wrestling rooms as clean as you can get them, they're still never clean. <laughs> Those those mats are just like they smell like, they smell like sweat ninety yeah. percent of the time. For sure, for sure. What was like the coolest like combo you learned in that? I think I wouldn't say like it was more so like the chokes that you learned like the triangle <laughs> choke or the uh, rear rear naked choke or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The triangle <laughs> choke was fine because you it's like amazing like the way when you get it correctly like they'll show you how to do it it's like how quickly your lights will go out if you like go in on it 100 percent. okay nice like i think you- one time like it was like we obviously you tap out before something gets too intense but i remember one time there were a couple of kids that like actually did jujitsu outside of like a class they just kind of did it for the college credit and for fun uh there yeah. was one kid you could tell the difference between someone who like knows what they're doing and someone who just who's also just learning the stuff real time in the class because the mm-hmm. kid like the kids that were learning it with you at like for the first time they will also try to like out strength you almost mm-hmm. there's this one kid uh, it's called they call it rolling instead of wrestling they just like you roll into like jujitsu who gets who gets the dominant position who gets a choke mm-hmm. this one kid he was like a taller but skinnier kind of guy I remember once we were we were doing the rolling and trying to practice our chokes or whatnot. Um, this guy just like I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go in and try and get this choke. He just let me in. I was like, okay, this is weird. But then like two seconds later, I'm in the triangle choke. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like when when they're good at when when you get into like a scrap with someone who knows what they're doing, it's like a, almost like ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, getting they put in you in a pret- they'll put you in a pretzel so quick. <laughs> yeah i just turn you into a pretzel like <laughs> just so but yeah that's crazy what was that like like when you got like right into the show like it's weird like if it's the kind of choke that like pushes in on your adam's apple obviously that, that yeah. hurts more but and then you'll, you'll your airway will shut but like mm-hmm. i think what was really eye-opening was that it's not it's the choke that like kind of pushes in on like your pressure points on like not your airways but your neck okay and, like kind of cut cuts off the blood flow going to your brain it's like it it kind of feels like the lights will slowly just like fade inward until like you just pass out 
and the one it's it's such a weird feeling because i remember the one time i obviously i tapped out but i was getting i like felt the difference right away i was like holy crap (laughs) i I tapped out and that was the end of the class and i don't know if you did i don't know if he did this for the self-defense class but he'll make everyone stay in a line and goes like bow or whatever yeah Yeah, he made us do that i took self-defense there's there's yeah there's one time uh, I got, I had like just gotten out of a choke and like, it's like, all right, class is over. So we stood up and did that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I like did the bow. I still felt my, like my lights were still <laughs> shutting off. And then like, after we did the bow, I, I immediately sat back down and the guy that I was rolling with, he's like, Hey, are you good? I was like, no, I think I just like stood up too fast after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That well, those like, are, those are memories you never gonna forget, you know? It, so. That's definitely the closest i've ever been to just like straight up passing out like that mm. that it's a really weird feeling when like instead of like choking your airway and preventing you from breathing someone just like cuts off your blood flow to your brain you just shut off <laughs> yeah it's like goodbye yeah <laughs> it's so quick yeah for sure crazy stuff with the jujitsu and everything um i actually i kind of have to like leave soon i've but um oh no, you're good don't worry about yeah. it but uh, hey, you know it's been really great having you on the show. I'm, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I've had a good time. You know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really, really cool thing. Um, I enjoyed it. It was really cool. Yeah. Did this? Uh, did this meet your expectations? That would be the last question. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. I'd say so. I was just. Uh, just. I think. I think a podcast is like, just a conversation, like an extended conversation. It's really fun. Yeah. Do you, you think almost gonna, anything. Have you ever thought about starting like a medical one or? No, <laughs> I mean, just because I work for a medical software company does not mean I know medical jargon. Okay, you could also start like a bowling podcast, right? I could start a bowling <laughs> podcast, yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. But yeah, you, know, you can do whatever you want. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's your life. That's the that's the beauty of podcasting. You can make you can do podcasts about anything. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, thank you, Colin, for being on uh, this episode. Kind of, of course. Yeah, of course. No problem. It's fine. Any, any shout outs before we, we close this episode? Um, shout out Dylan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, all my old coworkers. Like, like what was it? Like Dylan, like Nolan, right? Dylan, Libby. Uh, Taylor. Right? <laughs> Taylor. Yeah. Lauren. But that's a long time ago. Lauren, Tara. Uh, man, so many. Did so you many. work it, with Megan? I did work with yeah, Megan, Isabel, both of them. Isabel, the one, um, yeah, like Izzy and Izzy and Isabel, um, the younger one. Yeah, I know um, you're talking about. Yeah, so many, so many people. Yeah, so many great people. Right? So many, yes, I, of course, so many great people. The kind of what yeah. made college fun was just chilling at the post office and working. Even like when I was not working, just chilling. Yeah. I feel like you guys don't work a lot of this. Like I don't know. Like I would walk by. Dylan's always on his we switch. Didn't. Yeah, we didn't. That's the that's the thing. It was a great job. We hardly did anything because yeah, only like people like there was mostly international students that came to mail stuff or mm-hmm. like older people that still like use the USPS or yeah, not really not really much going on there <laughs> at all. Yeah. Still great experience. Just like the awesome. show. Of great course. experience. Of course. So. Of course. So yeah. Okay. Well, Colin, take care. Um, I will hear from you soon. Alrighty. Everyone, thank you for listening to the show. And of course. Uh,
All right. Well, we always say peace at the end. So, all right. All right peace. peace out. Yep. All right. See ya. See ya.